Hello, thanks so much for tuning in to our podcast. I'm Michael Grant, Senior Pastor of Faith Worship Center International right here in Columbus, Georgia. Today, I'd like to share a word straight from God that's just for you. I hope you're prepared. Grab your pen, paper, your tablet. Most importantly, grab your Bible, your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And let's prepare to take notes on what God has to share with you on today. I'm excited for you because you're about to grow to a greater place of faith in God. Let's tune into the word. So I want to talk today about the need for consistency, the need for commitment. And the first concept I want to lay before you is that consistency requires repetition. Write that down if you're taking notes. Make a mental note of that, because when we're talking about being consistent, when we're talking about being committed, there is no way that you can commit to anything. There is no way that you can be consistent with anything that you'd like to accomplish in your life if you don't practice the power of repetition. To define repetition, it specifically means that you're doing something over and over again that has already been said, it has already been written, or it has already been done in efforts to make yourself more familiar with what that habit brings concerning benefits. I want to say that again. When we're talking about repetition, it means you're doing it over and over again, and you're doing something that is already been said, already been written, already been done with an effort or a reason to ensure that you're becoming more familiar with it. That term familiar, if you look at the root word of that, is similar to the term that speaks of family, right? Your family, these are individuals who you know really well, who you can finish their sentences, you know their their quirks, their qualms, their isms, their schisms, you know them really well because you've encountered them in a in a in a very abundant amount of times, which means you have repeatedly spent time with them and you pretty much know who they are as individuals because of that time spent. When we're talking about being repetitious, another concept that you hear in, in light of the sports world, I know many of you probably enjoyed the NFL draft over these last few days and you were able to see these players come across the screen. The reason that they're getting paid top dollar for their trade or their skill is because they uh, applied the concept of practice makes perfect. You ever heard that before? I sure have. In my days of being an athlete, I often heard them say, practice, practice, practice. Comically thinking about Allen Iverson back in his day when he was so skilled, he was so talented that when the time to come and practice, you know, was made a big deal, he used, he was like, practice? You're talking about practice? This is practice, man. And the coaches were like, absolutely. Why? Because practice, even to the most skilled of individuals, makes you better. I want you to think on that for a moment. The more I practice things, the more repetitiously I interact with certain things that have already been said, already been written, already been done, the better I get at them. We find this concept in the word of God as well. And I would like to uh, ask you to turn in your Bibles, if you have them, to the book of Romans, chapter number 10. Very familiar passage of scripture in verse number 17, where it tells us that when we are applying our faith, we must consistently hear the word of God. 
Paul tells the Roman church in, in Romans 10 and 17, he says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I love how he puts that term hearing in there twice. Right. Faith come by hearing one translation denotes that he's saying hearing and hearing, meaning do it over and over again. Once you hear the word of God, the more you hear it, the more repetitively you hear the word, the more efficient. Stay with me. You are in the realm of faith. Now, some of us have been battling with our faith over these last few days, over these last few weeks since this pandemic has hit our world, has 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 attacked the globe in the measure that it has. Many of us who who previously were firm in faith, we've been fighting this fight of faith. We've been battling to not yield to fear. We've been battling to continue to believe what God has said. And so we must be honest with ourselves in saying, man, now is the time more than ever that we must do something, that we must employ some strategy to ensure that we're not dwindling or mitigating in faith, but that we're staying strong in our faith. I believe that the power of repetition is where we find the ability to anchor into a place of of standing firm in our faith. Paul said it. He said, the more you hear the word of God, the more efficient you are concerning the realm of faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more repetitiously we hear God's word, the stronger we are in faith. The more we, here's the thing, even speak God's word. Because now is not the time for us to depend merely upon the church to equip us or church leadership to give us what we need. I believe it's test time. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I believe that we are in the midst of a trial of our faith. And when we are being tested in our faith, then is the time where God is speaking the less and giving us space to act on what we have heard even the more. So we as believers, now, if God isn't speaking in abundance, we need to be speaking in abundance. We need to be echoing. We need to be uh, putting voice to the word of God so that we can get it in our hearing. And in our hearing, we're strengthened in our faith. Tell your husband, tell your wife, tell your children. If you're by yourself, tell your pet. We must be repetitious in speaking the word of God. I believe this is true now because one thing to be certain of, one thing you can hang your hat on is that this adversary we're fighting, he is committed. He is committed to repetition, and I'll prove it to you in the word of God. We find in the book of Job, chapters one and two, we find Job come. He's going about the earth. The Bible says he's walking to and fro. One translation adds to it that he's uh, it connects the New Testament statement of John 10, where he's seeking who he may devour. Right. Uh, and, and so we, we understand that this this adversary, he was committed in the Old Testament soon after the book of beginnings. He was the same thing that he brought to Adam and Eve in the garden. He brings this same strategy to Job and in attempting to cause him to fall from righteousness. And we find in the book of Luke, that's where I want you to turn today, Luke chapter four, we find him bringing this same repetitious, consistent, committed strategy to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus Christ. Now, this guy has attempted this adversary. We know him to be Satan. We call him the devil. He's attempted the same strategy in the in the Garden of Eden. He's attempted the same strategy in the book of Job and all throughout the out history. He has become convinced that this strategy works. He is convinced that if he's just repetitious, 
slowly chipping away, a little leaven leavening a whole lump, the small foxes spoiling the vines. He's, he believes that if he can just stay consistent with his strategy of being repetitious, at some point it's going to work. So he brings this strategy to the book of Luke. I want you to turn there, chapter four. It very plainly states, Jesus says uh, he is... Uh, um, being led into the wilderness to be tempted. The Bible says in, cha- in chapter number four, verse number two, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when he were afterward hungered, the Bible talks about the fact that the enemy begins to tempt him, to test him, to try him for 40 days. Now we look at this passage of scripture and we think that he just in- endures three different temptations of the adversary. But the Bible says that the enemy plagued him. The enemy stayed on him for 40 days, pressing him with a repetitious strategy, attempting to get him to fail. And even at the close of that time, when the enemy was not successful at causing Jesus to buy into his strategy of repetition, the Bible says in verse number 13, I want you to read this, Luke chapter four, verse number 13. Don't miss this. Say this so that you can hear yourself say it. The Bible says, ready, read. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him, three words, for a season. For a season. What does that mean? Translation, that simply means that he left until there was a more opportune time. You're telling me that after trying this strategy for 40 days, after attempting this same strategy with Job and it failed, after attempting this same strategy with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and was successful thereby, the enemy is so convinced that if he just stays consistent, if he stays committed to his strategy, if he repetitiously hammers away at believers, he thinks at some point, if the time is right, if the opportunity presents itself, even the best of the best will fail. What does that tell us, friends? That tells us that there is power in repetition. There is power in us as believers buying into this same concept. Realize that the enemy is not a creator. This enemy that we face, he is a borrower of strategies that have been proven to be effective. So the enemy did not create the the strategy of being repetitious or being committed. He got that same concept from the God who created him. He got that same strategy when he saw God speak and it was. He saw God speak in the first day and the earth and the heavens were created. He saw him speak in the second day and he saw there was formed and there was a firmament in the midst of the waters and he saw him speak. The enemy watched God implement this strategy of repetitiously speaking and seeing what he spoke come to pass. The Bible declares that our God is the one who calls those things that be not as though they were and they become. Why? Because he's consistent. He's committed to the fact that his word is like a two-edged sword. It's alive. It's powerful. It causes things to be as he intended for them to be. Why is that important for us? Why? Because we're living in a time where we are in a season of the spoken word. You got it? We're living in a time where we're in the season of the spoken word. And my encouragement to you is that I don't want you to think that your words that you speak 
are not powerful. I don't want you to think that the words that you are releasing in this day and age are not working. The problem is not the power of the word. The question is, have we become committed? Have we come, become consistent? Are we completely convinced, even as convinced as our adversary is in his words and his strategies that he speaks? Are we equally, one would even say, even more so convinced that the word of God has power? And if we speak his word, it it will come to pass. The Bible declares in Hebrews 11 and 3, I want you to grab this, that, that it says that by faith we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. What am I trying to get you to see? I want you to become more consistent in being repetitive with the word of God. Don't expect that just because you say it one time that it's going to come to pass. You got to speak that thing until you see it. You got to frame it with your words. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a house that was framed by one wood two by four of wood. I've never seen it before. I've never seen one home, one edifice, one facility that was framed with one piece of wood. Every entity that you see has multiple stakes, multiple frames of two by fours that are staked. They're, they're, they're put one, spaced out one from another so that they can ensure that when the weight of life is, is weighted down upon that edifice or that facility, it has been firmly framed by manifold pieces of that same wood. How much more so should we as believers frame our lives with the word of God when the enemy comes in like a flood exponentially countless droplets of water have flooded themselves to lift up a standard, not one drop of water, not one cup of water, but repetitively countless ounces and measurements of this power packed water is comes together and it causes the enemy to be drawn back. Listen to me. You may say, Pastor Mike, I get it, man. I should speak the word over and over again. But what do I do when I speak it and I don't see it? And I try and I speak it again and I still don't see it because don't they say that it to do the same thing over and over again is to be insane or isn't that insanity? Shouldn't I try something else? Well, that is true. If you can continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, that is insanity. But the difference between insanity and the power of repetitive or being repetitive is that when we're talking about repetitive, we're talking about doing something over and over again that has already been proven. We're doing something over and over again that has already been said. We're talking about doing something over over and over again that has already been written. The way that Jesus Christ overcame the adversary in the wilderness in Luke chapter four was not because he came up with something on a whim and expected it to work and was repetitive with it. No, sir. No, ma'am. He spoke those things that had already been written. If you look at verse number four, you'll see he says it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. When you look at verse eight, he says it is written that man shall not tempt the Lord thy God. He spoke what was already proven. So when we are speaking the word of God, we must believe. There it is again. Our faith must be intact to a place that we believe that because it was already proven in the days of Adam and Eve, because it was already proven in the days of Job, because it was already proven in the life of Jesus Christ, we believe that when we speak the word with repetition, we will have what we say. Listen, I know you feel like, man, but times are tough. And Lord, I just need a break. Well, in those moments where we're facing tough, tough times, the Bible says, I like what Paul said to the Philippian church in Philippians chapter number three, verses 13 through 14. 
He said, sometimes it's oppressed. Sometimes I don't feel like talking. Sometimes I don't feel like going back to the word of God. This headache keep plaguing me or this fear keep plaguing me. I just want to, honey, I just need a break. Well, in those moments, break time is not the time for you to be silent. Break time when you're weighed down, when you're in the press, that's the time for you to fight. When you're facing the test, then is not the time for you to put your pencil down and sit and pout because you don't like the fact that the teacher popped this test on you. Then is the time for you to show the great student of the word that you are. Then is the time for you to anchor yourself in the word of God and press past what you feel and speak the word of God with great consistency. Here's what Paul said. Now he said, I'm not acting as if this is, if this is Philippians chapter 3, 13 through 14. He says, I'm not acting like I've already attained. I'm not acting like I'm in a place that no one else is. He says, but this one thing I do, I'm going to forget whatever's behind me. I'm going to set my eyes on those things that are before me and I'm going to press for the mark for the prize of a high calling in Christ Jesus. I know it's high. I know it's hard. I know it's different. I know it's difficult, but I believe that the word of God is sure. I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, speaking the word of the Lord, for I know that my labor, there it is, my press is not going to be in vain. There is a reward waiting on me. There is a, there is a trophy waiting at the end. And listen, you don't know when you're breakthrough is coming. You don't know the day, you don't know the hour, but you have a promise. You have this assurance that if God has said it, that settles it and your promise, your breakthrough is on the way. So what you don't want to do is be found lacking or be found being lazy when God just has you in a place of being near your breakthrough because you want to press, you want to press and find yourself laboring so that you can enter into the promises of God. I'll end with this. There was this parable this old man's tale that there was this gentleman who had a plot of land. And in that plot of land, he had a friend that came and surveyed the land and they found that there was a great natural resource in that land and it was called oil. And so this gentleman, he began to get all of his resources together. He bought the equipment that was necessary and he got himself a team together and they began to dig because they heard that there was oil on this property. And so he began to dig. He dug for, for weeks upon weeks, only to find that he did not find what he was looking for. And so he got so frustrated, he got so disappointed, he got so upset with the fact that he did not see what he was expecting in the time that he expected it, that he sold the land. But there was this young uh, uh, property searcher, this, this, this pur purchaser of real estate who was, came on the scene. And he said, listen, man, I believe that there is oil on that property, so I'm going to buy it. The older gentleman said, well, listen, son, I've been digging for months now. We haven't found anything. He says, listen, I want to buy it. I don't have the money that's necessary, but I'll take out a loan and I'll get that property. So they worked out a deal. The gentleman gave him the property. He says, I tell you what, I'll even let you rent this equipment. All I want you to do is just make sure that you cover my expenses because I'm tired of losing money on trying to find oil in this property. He fell short. He quit. He sold the property. And as the story goes, within a week's time, Within one week, 100 feet deeper, 100 feet deeper from where the previous owner left off, it took a week and this gentleman struck oil. Could it be that we are so close to breakthrough, that we are so close to our promise that the enemy is trying to make us think that we are miles and miles away and he wants us to quit on what we have been so consistent at, what we have been so committed to, as we've been employing the strategy 
of being repetitious in the things of God. That he wants us to think, oh, this is, pandemic is going to take, your, your business is going to fail. You'll never, you'll never get another client. You'll never be able to go back to the way that things were. And it makes you want to feel like the word of God is not true. I want to encourage and, and stir your faith to make you believe that this, if you read this Bible, you'll see countless instances where even worse than what we are experiencing today, plagued the people of God. But every time that the people of God stood firm in faith and continued to speak in agreement with what the word of God says, every time breakthrough came right to them. So don't you quit. Don't you give up. Stay consistent. Stay committed. Continue to repetitively speak the word of God and believe just like the enemy is convinced. Be even more so convinced that when you speak his word, you're going to have what you say. Wow, what a message. What a word, man. I just love God's word. It's so empowering, so impactful. It causes us to be exactly what God wants us to be. I hope you enjoyed that message. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to catch us via our live stream, you can do so by going to our website, www.michaelgrantministries.net on Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or Tuesdays at 7.15 p.m both Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, I pray that you stay strong in your faith and in all that God is speaking in your life, you have exactly what you say.